This is Limitless Spirit, a practical, inspirational, and thought-provoking weekly podcast about the impact of faith and Christian identity in today's world. And now here's your host, champion of Jesus and people who love him, world traveler and co-founder of World Missions Alliance, Helen Todd. Welcome to episode four of the Limitless Spirit podcast. Today, we continue the interview with the author Inga Auerbacher, who wrote a beautiful book, I Am a Star, about her experience as a child Holocaust survivor. Her childhood between ages 7 and 11 was spent in Terezin concentration camp. Of the 15,000 children imprisoned in Terezin, Inga is among the 1% that survived. After three long years, liberation came by the Soviet army on May 8, 1945, and soon her family came to the United States. But Inga's trials were not over yet. So after uh, you came to the United States and sort of as an aftermath of your uh, experience in the concentration camp, you went through a very serious physical illness. Did, did you feel desperate right. or discouraged at any point as you were going through this? I was a little mad at God. I was, I have to tell you. I had tuberculosis, might as well say it the way it is. It was always a stigma. Um, in what way? In what way was life. it a stigma? I, I had to wear the yellow star, which was a stigma for me. I oh. mean, they stigmatized right, right. me, pointed me out. And again, TB uh, is not something taken lightly. And it was a tremendous battle to get over it two years in the hospital in complete bed rest and then again years and years of uh, lying in bed and terrible chemotherapy and I was really saved by one antibiotic which was discovered at that time otherwise I would have died and that was a huge battle in my life yes I was angry somewhat why me now again I have to be cooped up and I don't feel I have no friends I can't go to school I lost eight years of uh, schooling in my life, never finished my first grade uh, because I wasn't allowed to. Schools were closed. I started school at age 15, but I said to myself, I was determined, I am going to make it. I will, and I will be one of the best students in the school. I don't care. I'm going to work harder than the others, and I'm going to choose a very difficult subject. I mean, my life was spared. I'm speaking now for all these children who didn't have this chance. So I have to be for them here and and to to take advantage of the life that was given to me. And I chose chemistry, which is not an easy subject. And I would say this is a very difficult subject. This was my least favorite subject in school. <laughs> so my great respect yeah, well, to you. It, I really was pre-med and I wanted to become a doctor because I had all this experience, you know, all these things happening to me. The doctor became sort of uh, the big protector. Um, I wanted to become a healer, but that didn't work out. I was accepted to med school. I never tried here. I tried in Germany, a very, probably the most famous medical school in the world. I got in, but they were singing Nazi songs at that time. That was many years ago, and I went home. I regretted it, but it's okay. I worked in medical research and clinical work for 38 years, so I made a life for myself. 
and I felt I had the obligation to 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 make something of myself since so many one and a half million children did not get that opportunity so why waste it which leads me to my next question where did you draw your strength during those times of discouragement in the most practical way did you did you tap into your faith in god were there some books that you read absolutely faith in god and also my wonderful parents who stood by me through all of this and you know who helped me in every which way and yes i never lost my faith in god ever in fact i tell you just when i was in the hospital i was the only jewish child in this infectious disease hospital which had a ward for polio, which was rampant in those days, and TB. And actually, a minister brought a rabbi to me. I felt I needed something uh, more. I needed some spirituality. I was in the hospital between the age of 11 and 13. During liberation time, uh, my father found a little prayer book in the garbage, Belonging to a former soldier was like a prayer book a soldier would have. His name was still on it, but he was sent to Auschwitz. And he threw it in the garbage. Um, Maybe he didn't want to take it. Maybe he lost faith. And I remember going down, well, they were throwing hand grenades, and we were liberated by the Russians eventually. The Germans, the guards were throwing hand grenades. We went into this dark cellar, and I had a wonderful uh, doll that became my leitmotif, which I had gotten at two years of age. I took her everywhere, and we were like one. But the one thing I took into the cellar that day, it was very dangerous. On the day of liberation, May 8th, 1945, was that prayer book. And the prayer is sort of like your Our Father, which is important to you. It's called the Shema Yisrael, which uh, that prayer is posted on the door uh, door side when you enter the house. Every door has that prayer. And I can sing it to you. Uh, it's just a short, uh, you know, most of our prayers are sung. And I will use the regular word for God because we're really not supposed to mention God um, in vain. Adonai is the word of God. We usually say Hashem, his name, but here's how it sounds. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echod. It means God is one because the Jewish faith was the first one to have monotheism. And Christianity we are very much uh, connected. So your past, do you feel that it had an impact on who you are today? If you were to ask, how do you, how did your past shape who you are today? What would your answer be? Well, you know, you are a summation of all the things that you have experienced. But I think it made me a more tolerant person. Learning is very, education is the most important thing. Her tragic past did not make Inga bitter or hateful. The challenges did not break her. In fact, on the contrary, they empowered her to pursue a productive life and become the messenger of love and peace. 
Today, Inga lives in Brooklyn in a multicultural community, and her neighbors are Muslims, Hindus, and Christians. She told me that they celebrate each other's holidays together as one family, and they look out for each other. Inga says it reminds her of a bouquet of flowers of many colors. So what advice would you give to someone who struggles with the pain of the past, the, the evil that has, has been done to them in the past and have a difficult time overcoming it? I think each person has to deal with their own uh, life. You can get some medical help, but I am not the person who says, woe is me. You know, why did I go through this? Why did I lose all these years of education? Why was I rejected in marriage because of that? I I feel God has a plan, and things somehow work out for the best, hopefully. That will, you know, each person has a road that they will have to take. And... I think you have to help yourself. You have to come to terms by yourself because nobody can make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. Well, I can confirm that you're living out your advice. You are an extremely active person. And uh, even in spite of your impressive age, you travel the world. You have the curiosity for life. You have the hunger and appetite for life, and it's extremely inspiring. Thank you so much, Inga, for this wonderful interview, and best of luck to you and God's favor and blessings to you as you continue to be who you are, and you truly are a star in my book. Thank you. And I have one more word that I would like to include, shalom. It means hello, goodbye, and peace. We can't change the past, but we have a choice how to respond to it. By turning the pain and the evil committed against us into love and joy, we break the cycle, and that's a powerful statement. While we may not have the exact answers to all the whys, I believe C.S. Lewis has an interesting point in the problem of pain. The settled happiness and security which we all desire God withholds from us by the nature of the world. But joy, pleasure, and merriment, He has scattered broadcast. The security we crave would teach us to rest our hearts in the world and oppose an obstacle to our return to God. Our Father refreshes us on the journey with some pleasant ends, but will not encourage us to mistake them for home. Our next episode is an interview with Jason Thacker, author of the book, The Age of AI, Artificial Intelligence and the Future of Humanity. We will talk about how AI affects us individually in our relationships, sexuality, work, economics, and privacy. Tune in for a new episode every Monday. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Limitless Spirit with Helen Todd, produced by World Missions Alliance. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a passion to help people and share your faith across the globe? Visit our website, rfwma.org, and get involved in the Great Commission through short-term missions. We hope you'll leave a review and check out other episodes. We'll be with you in a week on our next episode of Limitless Spirit.